And that's our confirmation class of 2014. Isn't that wonderful? Before Laura comes to speak to us this morning, our scriptures found in 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard of Solomon's death, he returned from Egypt, where he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel sent for Jeroboam, and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father has a hard, hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, give me three days to think this over, then come back for my answer. So the people went away. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Choices matter. It sounds like something I could just say to you and you're like, yep, it's a platitude. They matter. The little ones and the big ones. They either lead us to a place of blessing or of brokenness. And we're, I want to tell you today two stories of young people making choices that lead to those places. The first is out of the Bible. Rehoboam was the son of Solomon, the wisest king ever, the, the king who led Israel faithfully for so many years, and then as he got old, set aside the wisdom that he had begged God for and turned after gold, horses, and women. Ran after him. That's what the Bible says. He ran after gold, horses, and women. It didn't lead good places. In the end, Solomon, we find him in his old age bowing down to idols, cheating neighboring nations in trade deals, and inflicting such heavy tax burdens on his people that many of them are forced into forced labor. They can't pay it. They have to pay with the sweat of their brows. So there are forced labor camps for each of the tribes of Israel. Jeroboam, who you heard about, is head of forced labor for Joseph's tribe. Now, we know as we read the story, as we've been looking through the whole sweep of what God is doing, that God didn't deliver the people of Israel so that their king could enslave them, so that he could get every ounce out of them to build his mighty palaces. This is not the will of God. And this can't last. God won't let it last. Now, the people who have been in forced labor who have had such a hard time under Solomon, when he dies, there's kind of a little sigh of relief. Whew. Because Rehoboam is now taking the throne. And nobody knows what Rehoboam will do. And it could be different. It might be that he can choose in a way his father never did, that he could choose blessing. And if the king chooses blessing, then it flows to the rest of the people. So the people come to Rehoboam and they say, Please lift the heavy burden. Please have mercy on us. Please spare us from these harsh taxes. And Rehoboam says, I'll think about it. Come back in three days. So the people say, okay, we'll do that. They don't really have any choice. And Rehoboam calls a meeting. At the table are all of the elders of Israel, all of his father's advisors. And he says to them, the people are asking me, to do this, what do you think I should do? 
Now, these are the advisors of Solomon, so we don't hold much hope for them. But they speak wisely. And they say, you should give that to them. You should show them mercy. If you do that, they will serve you faithfully, Rehoboam, all your days, if you can just do this. Rehoboam is like, thank you for that advice. Dismissed. And he calls a second emergency meeting. This time, sit at the table are not all of the elders, not all of the wise, great people. Guess who they are? His buddies, right? The people that he grew up with, they're young like him. They're full of ideas. And we're going to see vulgarity, brutality, these young men. So he says to these young men, his contemporaries, this is what the people are asking of me. I don't know what to do. And they say, it's time to show them what a man you are. That if they were afraid of Solomon, they should be double afraid of you. They said, you go out there and threaten them. You tell them to stop their whining, that where your father used whips, you're going to use scorpions. That your little finger is thicker than your father's loins. Nasty. Now, Rehoboam had checked with the elders, and he checked with his contemporaries. You know who he forgot to check with? The Lord. Here is God's king. Two generations from David who had a heart like God's, who didn't do it perfect, who didn't make all the right choices all the time, but who unfailingly returned to God even when he made a mistake. This is his grandson. And this kid can't even think, I might need to ask God how to lead his people. So given that choice between blessing and brutality, between mercy and bravado, between being a servant leader and lording it over his subjects, he picks brutality. He threatens his people. He says, you think it was bad under my dad, just wait till I'm in charge, and I am. And it breaks the kingdom. That day, Israel fractures. The ten tribes of the north leave. They secede. They form Israel with the capital of Samaria. That might give you a clue if y'all have known about Samaria, how well that's going to go. And Rehoboam is left with two tribes in the south with the capital of Jerusalem. Choices matter. That one choice to listen to people instead of God, to listen to folly instead of wisdom, that one choice breaks the nation apart, and those ten tribes we're going to see in the days to come as we talk about this story, they never come home again. Now, we might be saying, well, because it's because he was young, right? Anybody my age or older, right, would be like, yeah, it's because he was just young. Young people, you know, the choices they make these days. Not so, I would say. Not so, because here today we have 26 young people who are making different choices. 26 young people who have spent 14 weeks studying about God, learning about their faith, deciding if they have the bravery to stand up here in front of all of us and say, I want to belong to God for the rest of my life. And I'll give my life to follow God. That's the choice that they've been getting ready to make today. And they're going to stand up and do it. That's a good choice. That's a blessing choice, you guys. 
But it's not just that. I mean, I would be proud of y'all if all you were doing was standing up today to say, we believe. And we want to be a part of this community of faith. I would be proud of you. But I know so much more of you than just the fact that you're going to come up here. I know all the choices behind that choice. All the things that maybe they don't know about you. I know these kinds of things. I know where you've been serving. I know that I came up on spring break and the trustees were here digging holes and trying to fix the water. And there were two of our youth helping. Spring break. I know that you guys are the ones that encouraged our church, and you guys did this, filled a hundred backpacks this winter with socks, with things that the homeless need, and took it down to church under the bridge. That was your idea. That, no adult dreamed that up. That was God speaking to you and you guys saying, God, I choose to follow to go down to some place that might scare me and make a difference in some people's lives who are so broken that they don't even have socks. I'm going to give them socks. Lift a burden. Then this roof. Um, I'm so proud of them for being on the roof. Okay, Now, that's, that's going to sound so crazy, but it was last July. Remind me what it feels like in July. You remember when the pavement is like it turns into an oven and you step out of your air-conditioned car and it hits you like a wall? July? Where were you last July, just in general? Air conditioning, right? Pool or car. Those are the three options that we might have. We'd get in the water, we'd be in the air conditioning, we'd be in our air-conditioned car. Our youth last July were on the top of a roof on a cloudless day, fixing a roof so broken that three times their legs fell through it. They didn't get down. Unless it was to carry new shingles up or to take trash down. They stayed there. They fixed it day after day with sweat pouring off of them. That's a choice. You could have been in the pool. You, you could have been in the air conditioning. You chose the roof. You chose the roof because that one family could have a burden lifted if you stayed. And the right-hand side top picture is what the roof looked like after they were there. The youth of our church. Choices matter. And when we say that youth lead, that's not throwaway for me. That's seeing each of you guys being leaders, taking us to new places, changing the world with us, and lifting burdens and bringing blessing, one life at a time. Now, when y'all stand up here today and you join the church, what will happen is this. We're going to have 26 new, passionate members of our community. And what will happen is this. The next time a family comes up here and there's kids hanging on their legs, I'm going to say to those kids, after the service is over, look around. Look at the people here and you can learn from them what it means to choose God. 
Look at their lives. Look at their choices. Look at their generosity. And you can figure out what it means. And the really fun part is, I'm going to point them to you guys. And say, look at our newest members. Look at the way they are living their faith. Look at the way they are leading us to lift burdens from people's back. Look at our youth. You won't just see the future, you'll see today who we are, who God is calling us to be. I am so proud of you guys. And the choices that you're making, I'm so proud. And I'm so excited to welcome you into full membership in this church. We are stronger because you are going to be members. Let's pray. God, we ask your blessing on these confirmands, on all of the work and all of the study and all of the prayer that led them to this day. Confirm in them all that they believe. May your Holy Spirit continue to work in them. And thank you, God, thank you that we have 26 young people this year who believe and act on it. Thank you for the choices that lead to blessing. And may all of us together continue to seek your goodwill for the sake of a world that needs to know you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.